listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now, here are your hosts, Nick Stevenson and Naomi Richardson. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast presents Off Script with yours truly. I'm your gracious and humble host, Nick Stevenson. And as you can see, the crew is not here today. Uh, love you guys. Look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Um, but yeah, I'm here by myself. It's Off Script and we're keeping it 100 today. Um, I know it's been a minute since I've seen you guys. Uh, it's been a minute since we've been in the studio. Um a lot of things going on. Uh, I got the vid. I got the COVID, but I survived. Um, I still can't smell anything. Well, I can smell a little bit now, but it, it, my smell hasn't come back 100%. Um, and I miss the, the, the taste of all the delicious foods that I usually eat. Um, but it's coming back slowly but surely. Uh, I've gained my voice back. I lost my voice after two weeks of cheering for some Deer Park football. Woot woot. But... um. It's really great to be back here. Um, I'm super excited. One thing that I've accomplished, if you guys notice, uh, I'm doing this show live. And I'm really excited because I have somehow discovered a way to get rid of the one part I hate about this show. I'm sorry, not hate about it. I strongly dislike the part of podcasting, and that's the editing. Like, I can't stand the editing part. It's my least favorite thing to do. And, uh... If this goes well, which I'm hoping it is, I've been working for hours <laughs> for it to go well. Um, I'm hoping that maybe we can do live videos permanently. We'll discuss that. Uh, I have a lot of things to discuss with my crew, but I'm super excited about it. And uh, I'm glad to be here. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this show. Uh, I got some stuff that I want to talk about that I want to keep it 100 about. But uh, the first thing I'm going to do is get into some headlines and then um, actually before I do headlines I would like to remind you guys please uh, to first of all like this video um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel also you can subscribe on any plot any place that you want to <laughs> Rolando said the smell you get used to it it's true woof woof um, no I'm sorry before I do headlines will you guys please uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Also, if you go to smells like middle East podcast.com and you scroll down to the links, you're going to see a little link there that says S L M A S P tip jar. And what that is, is from now on, if you enjoy a show, you don't have to send us a tip if you don't like a particular show that we do. But if you like the show, leave us a tip. Um, we, we would love to try to, have you guys be involved in keeping this podcast going. And for those of you who are enjoying it, uh, we would really appreciate it. All right, Naomi, I I'm glad you're here. You can criticize me on my headlines. Let's see how I do. You guys are gonna have to bear with me because I'm definitely going to be doing a little bit of reading uh, while recording at the same time. Headlines. Headlines. All right. The United States Supreme Court declines to block the abortion law in Texas that bans any abortion after a heartbeat is detected, which is about six weeks. And those who oppose the legislation argue that this is before most women even know they are pregnant. 
The matter will most certainly be taken up in the Supreme Court again later down the road. But the court declined to stop the legislation outright, rather than any argument about the constitutionality of it be brought to them through the lower courts first. This was a decision that was ruled 5-4 to four in favor of not blocking the bill. Justice Sonia Sotomayor's scathing dissent, she accused her colleagues of burying their heads in the sand and called the decision stunning. Also, in other news, COVID-related, in an ABC News poll, it shows that vaccine hesitancy is uh, declining in the wake of the Delta surge. Now, in January of this year, 32% of people said either I'm absolutely not or I probably will not get the vaccine. As recently as September 1st, they did another poll and that dropped to 17%. While those who were concerned over getting sick from COVID, that went up from 39% to 59%. From 39 to 59%. Uh, 67% of people support school districts requiring students, faculty, and staff to wear masks. 59% support uh, school vaccine mandates for teachers and staff. 54% support students being vaccinated if they are of the approved age. And it says half of adults support businesses requiring vaccination for their employees. It says that that ranges 45% among people who work for pay. Does anybody not work for pay? I, I don't know nothing about that. Uh, compared to 66% of all others. It says uh, many fewer people who work for an employer, only 18% say that their employer currently has a vaccine mandate in place. In local high school sports, the Deer Park High School boys varsity football team is 2-0 after defeating the Clear Creek Wildcats 42-14. The Fighting Deer had a 21-14 lead at the half. And then they pitched out a defensive shutout the rest of the way. The Deer Park offensive line dominated in the second half as the running game kept the Deer Park defense off the field and fresh. Running backs Mo Canales and Alex Argueta combined for 179 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Quarterback Teague Sadal threw for four touchdowns and 134 yards passing, 66% completion rate. Middle linebacker Dino Dimitriou recorded two tackles and a sack. This is the second time in a row that the Deer Park Fighting Deer have blown out their opponent after beating the LaPorte Bulldogs 55-12 last week. And this week, they will face off against the Clear Falls Knights this Friday at 7 p.m. Tickets will go on sale Wednesday. Come support the local home team. If you don't like football, you can watch your gracious and humble host make an ass of himself. I'm performing at halftime. Uh, Myself and the other uh, Deer Escort dads will be doing that. Uh, the Texans, they play next week on the 12th. Uh, the most exciting thing about that will be the other team. Trevor Lawrence makes his NFL debut. Deshaun Watson is expected to be at the Happy Feet Massage on Luella. Uh, the Astros played the Padres earlier today. I do not know what the score is. If you guys want to throw that in the comments. Uh, but basically, the Rockets still suck. The Texans still suck. Cowboys still suck. And the Astros are still your 2017 World Series champions. And that was the best I could do for headlines. Uh, it, it, every time one of us has to do headlines, I really, really appreciate uh, Naomi. Naomi's been a wonderful addition to this show, uh, and she's awesome. Now, you guys are going to have to bear with me because today I am not only hosting the show, but I am trying to navigate um, doing all the all the, the changes of of camera and I'm, I'm doing Josh Beard's job which he's going to tell me you should have waited for me to get there and I agree because I had a little technical difficulty I had the a-roll going so you could see the smells like middle-aged spirit podcast sticker on the wall and then magically right before I get started uh, the camera shuts off 
But um, real quick, before we get into the meat of the show, I'm going to go ahead and throw out an ad for my friends at Amity Innovations, and then we'll get into the Keeping It 100. What's up, guys? It's Nick Stevenson, once again, telling you about Amity Innovations. Look, I realize I've already told you how they specialize in green energy, whole home solar systems, geothermal heating and cooling systems, and that's all true. They do that. But a huge part of what they do is providing whole home backup generators. Listen, here in the Houston area, we discovered firsthand there's not a time of year that you don't need to worry about possibly losing power. Hurricane season is here. Wintertime is coming. Summertime, you might lose your power. Don't be stuck in the dark. Don't be stuck in the hot or cold. Give Amity Innovations a call at 832-331-3580 or go to www.amitybgi.com. Get a free estimate. Tell them that the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast sent you. Call the green builders you can trust. Amity Innovations, where we create the difference. All righty. There's your bump back, Josh Beard. I tell you, I, I knew it was going to be difficult hosting, switching cameras and doing all that stuff uh, simultaneously, but it's cool. Um, I appreciate everybody who's tuned in so far. Um, so whenever I do an off script, I try to. I don't want to say I'm different than I am on the regular show, but I do try to like peel the layers back a little bit more. I don't know. My wife would probably say that I peel the layers back too much already. <laughs> There's probably sometimes she wishes I would keep some things to myself. Um, but I try to come out and be honest. And I think it's easier to have good conversations with people if they can see that you don't have a problem being vulnerable and admitting that, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm not right all the time. There's times I make mistakes and come straight out and say, Hey, this is just my opinion. If you don't agree with it, cool. Let's talk about it. So, um, <laughs> my wife's chiming in. She's like, yes, I do wish you would stop always, uh, putting our business on the streets. Well, we'll see how this show goes, baby. Anyway. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that maybe you guys already know. I've been trying to talk about critical race theory on this show forever. And that's been kind of the running joke that I've been getting run off of that subject. Well, there's nobody here to kick me off that subject today. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to it or not, but um, I got a list of things that I wanted to keep it 100 about and um, just based on my experience. So if you guys want to keep it 100 about anything, I am opening up my phone lines so that you can tune into the show and chime in. I'm sorry, tune in and chime in. Uh, if you guys want to get down on this conversation, you guys can give me a call at 346-714-2528. You can come in here and holler at me. I am hoping that maybe some of my crew will come holler at me because that would be awesome. And make sure my Bluetooth is ready. Yeah, we're good to go. You guys want to call in the show? You want to talk some ish? Uh, Then come on and do it. So the first thing I want to keep it 100 about is (sighs) this whole, okay. So in in headlines, we're talking about uh, vaccine hesitancy and First of all, I don't know where that ABC poll was taken. It wasn't taken anywhere near uh, where I live because at least publicly, uh, I am surrounded by a lot of people who have um, vaccine hesitancy. I think we talked about it on the show. Our own producer, Josh Beard, um, 
has had some hesitancy about taking the vaccine. I'm fully vaccinated. Um, call me a sheep. Call me whatever. Uh, to be honest with you, I let my wife take it first. I waited like three months, make sure she didn't turn into a zombie. And then once she was good, then I was like, okay, I'm going to take it. Um, but no, like, I mean, I've, I've been trusting doctors this long in my life. Why should I stop? Um, why should I stop trusting doctors now? I mean, I've been doing it this long. I've been vaccinated with all the other vaccines in the world. Um, so (laughs) I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't believe that there could be a possibility of something going wrong. But when I weighed, hey, do I want to get my kids sick, get my loved ones sick versus take something that can help me um, weather the storm a little bit better? I decided for me personally that I was going to do that. Um, but there's there's a lot of hesitancy around it. And for me, I just want to keep it 100 like. There's a lot of misinformation that causes people to be hesitant about taking these vaccines. And, you know, I, I, I've the thing is, is when you do research, you're not most of us. We're not actually like we're not putting the virus underneath a microscope ourselves. Um, most of us are researching the way most people research by trying to gather up as much information as possible and make a decision. That's that's based on uh, all the information that we took in. And basically, we, we got to live with what our conscience allows us to, to do. Um, but I started looking up some of these, because I've heard these. Uh, I looked up an article, excuse me, um, Boston University publishes a publication called The Brink. And I looked up an article that's entitled Myths Versus Facts, Making Sense of the COVID-19 Misinformation. So I'm just going to share you with these because these are a lot of these are there's some like recent updates, but a lot of these are some of the research I did before taking the vaccine at all. Um, so the biggest, the biggest objection when the vaccine first came out was what it came out too fast, too fast. How in the world could they, they probably just, they skipped all the monkeys and the lab rats, and they just started injecting people, and there's no way we can know if this is possibly good for us or not. Well, in this article, it does myth versus fact. The myth is COVID vaccines were not rigorously tested, which is why they only have emergency authorization approval and not full Food and Drug Administration approval, which, if you guys know, as of August 19th, Pfizer, which is the vaccine that I have, has been approved by the FDA. Well, the fact is, according to this article, vaccine developers didn't skip any testing steps, but conducted some of the steps on an overlapping schedule to gather data faster. So um, in this article, there's a gentleman by the, his last name is Asumu. I'm sorry, uh, but he's a, he's a professor and a doctor at the University of Boston. He says the most common question I get asked Uh, This is the most common question I get asked. There's a perception that things move very fast, but we want to underscore that the technology being used now was being studied for a decade. Um, We have vaccines for viruses. We have vaccines for the flu. We have many of this stuff, this technology is in place. And for me, the question I would ask is maybe this vaccine didn't come out too fast. Maybe some of those other ones, maybe they could have come out sooner. Um, But, 
the issue for me is, once again, you're going to look up all this information and you're going to decide what's best for you. If I'm keeping it 100, though, like, I don't understand how a public health issue has become more so a political issue. And let's see, how do I put this in a way that I'm keeping it 100, right? <laughs> like I feel like that not getting the vaccine right now is everybody's version of like the doing what the cool kids are doing at least in the in the area that I live in like we live in a very conservative area and for some reason I feel like more conservatives than not uh or than I don't know what you want to call liberals whatever are having hesitancy about this vaccine and it's calling into question freedoms. Um, you know, we're going to get into this in a little bit. Something you hear often is my body, my choice, which is true. Um, but the, the comparisons of government encouraging people to get vaccinated that I'm hearing are pretty asinine. The I'm I'm hearing things such as they're comparing vaccination, vaccination requirements, mask mandates, and things of this nature to Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, which to me is just asinine. Like, can we please stop doing that? There is nothing going on in the United States of America, at least not out in the open, and God, I hope not in the dark either. That is anything close to what took place in Nazi Germany or the Holocaust. Like, let's keep it 100. This is the equivalent of saying that having us wear seatbelts is infringing on our rights and our freedoms. Uh, I've heard people talk about um, eventually that people who are unvaccinated are going to get put into camps. Like, people are going nuts with this shit. And... At the end of the day, it is your choice, 100%. But th this is what I ask. Please make that choice by actually doing some research. Like, don't just up and decide, nope, it's not good for me because uh, <laughs> because somebody on, on the favorite talk show that it, it, don't, don't don't get the vaccine because I have it. You know, don't not get it because somebody else on your one of your other favorite talk shows doesn't have it. Like, just do some research and think about the fact that all of the, the Brian, you're absolutely right. The conspiracy theories are are probably costing people lives. And whether it's mask mandates, we, we got people like literally getting into fights at school board meetings. Uh, we've got people claiming that they're ready to go to civil war. Like, you're telling me that you would full on be ready to pick up your gun and take up arms against a fellow American citizen over a mask mandate like you're ready to straight up kill somebody over wearing a mask like i've i'm not making this up like you see there, there are people who are saying that these mask mandates and these vaccine mandates are going to lead to civil war what <laughs> well, you're gonna pick up a gun and kill somebody one of your fellow citizens because you have to have a vaccine if you want to go to Dave and Buster's. What? 
Oh. I don't know if you have to have a vaccine to go to Dave and Buster's yet, but that shit's probably coming. Um, but yeah, we've got to stop these fucking Holocaust, uh, these Holocaust comparisons, please. Um, and just do a little bit of research. Like, actually, I, I read this article and I found it interesting. Um, there's some other myths that it tries to debunk. Um, like, the technology used to create COVID vaccines is too new. We talked about that a second ago. The technology used... Uh, called the messenger RNA or mRNA is not new. Research on it actually began in the early 1990s. And two diseases that are very close to COVID slash SARS um, in 2003 and MERS, um, that was the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, helped bring the mRNA vaccine development to present day use. So once again, this information is according to the CDC, which we all used to, trust and believe but now all of a sudden for some reason uh, it's crazy man like i trust me i'm i'm all about a good conspiracy we have an entire segment on this show called conspiracies like we love talking about them but what what's crazy is that like this is actually a life and death matter but there's a certain section of people who are making it life and death like on a completely and wildly different end of the spectrum like these people are ready to go to war like, they literally want to go to war over masks and vaccines. And meanwhile, like, you talk to anybody, I have a lot of friends and family, you know, in the medical field. And I, unfortunately, like, I just recently talked to a guy who his neighbor refused to get a vaccine. And by the time he got COVID and was in the hospital and hooked up to a ventilator and decided, oh, damn, maybe I should get this vaccine it was too late for him. And it was, you know, just listen. I don't even know the guy and listening to this story. It just put his knot in the pit of my stomach. Like what in the world? I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine that feeling like, man, if I only would have, if I only would have, you know, or the, his wife, maybe if he'd have gotten the vaccine, he'd still be here. Chris, I saw you mentioning the effects of uh, fertility. Ironically, uh, this article, when I find it, let's see, actually addresses that as well. No, because I've heard that a lot. A lot of people are worried that you're going to have a baby with three heads or maybe it'll keep you um, from having babies. Here it is. It says the COVID vaccines can affect a woman's fertility. I haven't heard anything about men, but one of the myths is that it can affect a woman's fertility. This rumor started after a report claimed inaccurately yet circulated on social media that the spike protein on this coronavirus was the same as another protein called Sinekin or Synctin 1 uh, that is involved in the growth and attachment of the placenta during pregnancy. It was quickly debunked as false by the scientific community, <laughs> the scientific community, uh, shattering the SAT news, shattering the infertility, the infertility myth. Now, once again, uh, the title of this brochure of this um, publication is The Brink. It's a Boston University publication. Like I said, when we're doing this research, at the end of the day, I haven't put this shit under a microscope, so I don't know. But there's just, there's a lot of worries that we have, and they're legit. If you have a worry about the effects on your uh, fertility, then then go do some research. But don't just say, because you heard on a meme on Facebook, like, hey, I heard it, it, text you, it affects your fertility. Like, that's, that's, I don't know, that, that's just dangerous to do, man, because I feel like there's people who are going to get this thing and be just fine. I mean, me, 
I got it. I'm okay. I was told that it was because I'm fully vaccinated. I don't know if that's the truth, but I mean, I'm kind of glad I got it just in case. Uh, so far, no extremities are growing out of places where they shouldn't be. <laughs> so I'm Gucci so far. So when it comes to the, the, like I said, the COVID, the vaccines, the mask, keeping it 100, like we, we don't argue about other stuff that keeps us protected like this. Like I mentioned seatbelts and some people argue that that's not a comparable argument, but it kind of is. Um, you know, we stop at stoplights. Like there's so many safety procedures and laws that we obey that are inconvenient. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't like stopping, uh, <laughs> at red lights and stop signs, but you know, it just makes sense to do the right thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I see, uh, Ric Flair in the <laughs> Ric Flair. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know who your real name is, but I see that you posted about Joe Rogan ironically that he was taking like horse pills and stuff like bro there is a vaccine like you're willing to take horse medicine but you're not going to take a vaccine like i don't know man it's tripping me out i'm keeping it 100 look i'm vaccinated i got covid i couldn't smell my shit in my armpits for a week which was good for me bad for my wife whatever um but at the end of the day you're right it is your body it is your choice but you don't like, let's calm down the comparisons to this, to <laughs> going to civil war and comparisons to the Holocaust. Like it's, it's a hundred percent crazy. Oh yeah. And you know, let's, let's not forget that this is all, this is all about making money. And I understand that, but at the end of the day, I can only go by my experience and my experience, my family's vaccinated. Uh, two of us have contracted COVID. Um, my daughter got COVID and got some additional treatment and she came out just fine. So I don't know. Um, but just if I'm keeping it 100, like y'all are tripping with all the World War II comparisons and the trying to go to civil war and take up arms over a goddamn mask mandate. It, it's insane. Speaking of my body, my choice, I wanted to real quick talk about some reproductive rights. The, <laughs> the headline that we read about the Supreme Court decision. Look, wherever you stand on a woman's reproductive rights. It's me. I'm one of those people who tries not to get into this subject too much because I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. If I was a young man who impregnated a woman, I would let her know that it was my desire to keep that child and try to raise it and take care of it. But I'm a fucking man. I don't get pregnant. I don't carry the baby in my body. I don't have to deal with the health repercussions of it. Like I don't, I don't have a say so. And honestly, no man should have a say so. No person other than that person should have a say so. In my opinion, like we, we were just, okay. So one of the big things with the COVID vaccines and the mask mandates, people love freedom. They want their freedom. People care more about freedom than they care about their fucking lives. Like, can we be honest about that? People love freedom until it's your freedom. I should be allowed to do whatever the hell I want to do. Leave me alone. I don't want to wear a fucking mask. My body, my choice. Oh, but you got pregnant after being raped. I'm sorry. You have to have that baby. There's something kind of fucked up about that. And don't get it twisted. Uh, I've looked up this Texas law. There is no, there's no asterisk. There's no <laughs> hashtag unless you got raped or unless it's incest. Like 
the heartbeat law is exactly what it is. And I don't know what's going to happen. Um, all I know is that while everything is being delayed, because here's the deal, the Supreme court, they could have, they could have gotten rid of it. I think they use some technicalities on procedure, but what that's going to do is it's going to buy enough time for a lot of damage to be done. There's going to be clinics that are closed. There's going to be people probably doing illegal abortions. There's going to be like an underground railroad to wherever abortion is. Is abortion legal in Louisiana? I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on this subject, but all I'm saying is, is that if you want your freedom, if you want if you want freedom of choice in every other aspect of your life like we cannot infringe on other people's choices whether we agree with them or not um most people have this objection because of some type of religious uh reasoning and the last i checked we're a democracy we're not a theocracy there are Plenty of places in the world you could go if you want to be a theocracy. Um, America is not one of them. And, you know, people are going to probably get mad at me and say I'm a baby killer and all of that stuff. But look, I, I me, me being pro-choice does not mean I'm pro-abortion. Like I said, if it were me, if it were my choice, if it was someone that I had gotten pregnant, you know, when I was younger, I, I would have encouraged them not, not to do that. But... I don't get to say so in that um, because I don't have the right equipment to have a say so in that. You know what I mean? Um, it's just crazy that. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of people who are mad about it. I've seen a lot of people who are. Um, who are sad about it for. And then there's people who are celebrating in the streets. So I don't know. All I got to say is keep it 100 don't be a hypocrite because the people who want you to wear masks and want you to get vaccines, honestly, they're being hypocritical too because if it's your body, your choice, then that goes both ways, right? So um, I've said this many times. Naomi, it was the title of the show you're on. Just do you. Just do you. There would be so many problems in this world alleviated if people would stop worrying about what other people are doing and just do you. Just do you. Uh, what's another thing people are tripping about that I'm going to keep 100 about? All right. I'm going to the exit from Afghanistan. I know a lot of this shit seems political, but like this is just stuff that's going on in the world. And it shouldn't be political. Like the exit from Afghanistan, if you think that we needed to be there a second longer, you're crazy. And if you think it's one person's fault what happened when we left, then you're also crazy. Or you're just blind and you want to. You want to hate people just to hate. if you want to blame Trump or blame Biden like the U.S. We all fucked up. The U.S. is a country. We fucked up. And when I say we like you and I, we fucked up, too, because we voted and we put people in office who were either warmongers who were wanting to make money off the military industrial complex or we put people in place who didn't have the balls to say, hey, man, it's time for us to get out of there. Like it's all of our faults. It's all of our faults. Hey, who's Ric Flair? Can, Ric Flair, can you tell me your real name? I don't know if he's talking to me or if he's talking to people in the comments. First of all, I I love that you came in with a woo. That shit was dope. <laughs> that shit was dope. Um, 
But I'm just saying, like, once again, there's another thing that's being politicized. Like, we, we've lost so many people fighting a war that was never going to end and a war that the country that we invaded didn't even want to fight. And it was made perfectly clear by the fact that as soon as we left, they're like, I, right, I'm out. And that wasn't going to be avoided. There's nothing anybody could have done that was going to avoid that happening. Now, you want to talk about strategy. There's people who wanted us to stay longer. Look, man, like, don't get it twisted. The reason we were in Afghanistan for 20 years, and I mean, no dis- the, the men and women who served over there, I know some of them personally. Um, I've reached out to my buddy Dustin Kane of the Barbarically Candid podcast uh, not that long ago, like not that long after um, those those 10 Marines were killed. Because he was there, man. And, like, you guys you guys did your jobs. Like, this has nothing to do with y'all. It's the government. It's the people who we vote for, the people in Washington. They're the ones who fucked this up. And what's funny is they have us fighting one another over their fuck-up. Like, it's just time to go, man. And I, I pray and I'm, I'm, I feel sad for the people in Afghanistan who are still there. But, look, the government didn't want to fight. The government... Obviously didn't have a problem with Taliban coming in there and having Islamic uh, law. It, it's, another, it's another example of just fucking do you. Just do you. Do you, America. And for me, look, there was trillions of dollars that went into um, this war. And for me personally, someone who... Uh, I don't really consider myself. I'm getting some ads in here, by the way, because I missed a few. <laughs> uh, I, I really try to be politically neutral for me. Like, I just want what's best for the country. And I think what's best for the country is to get the fuck out of there. Uh, critical race theory. <laughs> Keeping it 100. I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think I changed my stance on critical race theory, like in the middle of trying to fight with my crew about critical race theory so i asked myself the question is it important for us to tell the truth about america to our kids or do we want to keep telling the george washington and the cherry tree blah 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 blah. you know the bullshit story like we held hands with the indians and we were singing kumbaya um do we want to keep telling that story or should we tell the truth and i started thinking about like I was like, man, we need to tell the truth. Like, we got to tell the truth. They need to know the truth. And then I thought about an argument that someone brought up to me before um, when my ch- about children who maybe they have their their only have one parent in their life, and the parent who's not in their life, they have this like magical idea and view of who that person is. And for the parent who is in their life, (laughs) the challenge for them is to not be like, no, your daddy's not Superman. Your daddy's not a hero. Like, your daddy's a piece of shit. There's probably a lot of baby's mamas out there whose daddies are in prison, whose baby daddies are in prison, and their kids, like, think they're in the army or some shit. And maybe as a mother, you told that child a fib so you could keep that illusion alive for them. But somebody, you know, I, 
I don't want to mention names, but it's someone very, 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 very close to me who has children whose father is kind of a piece of shit. And I asked this person, like, is it hard for you? Because their kids, like, just thought the sun was shining out of their father's ass. And however, what they didn't know is, like, how big of an asshole this person was. And so I asked, is it difficult for you not to be, like, in the moment when your children are just bragging to you about how wonderful their father is, is it difficult for you to not be like, no, he's a fucking piece of shit. And she said to me, who am I to ruin that illusion in their mind that makes them happy? So I asked myself the question, can that apply to the United States and the history of America? Like, is it really our place to ruin the illusion? Like, if living in America and believing that it's the greatest country in the world and believing that the sun is shining out of our ass, if that makes you happy and proud and helps you get through your day and be productive and live the American dream, should some teacher come in and, like, completely shit on that for your kids? I don't know. I don't know. And you know what's funny is like two weeks ago, you can ask Naomi, I was arguing that critical race theory has to be taught. So maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. I'm that guy who's all about compromise, right? Maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. How about critical race theory be taught, I don't know, as a college course, maybe in high school. I don't know. Like, but let the kids, we let the kids believe in Santa Claus. We let them believe in the Easter Bunny. We let them believe in uh, the Tooth Fairy. Let's just let them believe that we got here and all the Native Americans were like, hey, what's up, bro? We love you guys. Come chill with us. Woohoo. I don't know. I think I've changed my mind, America. Literally a few weeks ago. I wanted to tell all the naked truth about slavery and about (laughs) racial injustice. Um, And I think that's important to learn that, but maybe not in elementary school. So, yeah, Naomi's made it clear to me she feels like teaching critical race theory uh, further divides. (sighs) I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, as to say that, I don't know that it further divides, but like I said, when I compare it to the comparison of like, you don't tell your kids what a shitty father they have while they're five years old, you know, and they believe that their father ropes the moon, you know, (sighs) I don't know. I think I came around on your side, Naomi. You can tell Josh and Chris, uh, (laughs) that I am, I am now anti critical race theory. Um, so I want to show you guys a video. I forgot to put it up. All this preparation I did. So I don't know if you guys saw at a Steelers game. There was a fight that broke out. And basically this woman got her boyfriend's ass whooped like hella hard because she was talking shit to another dude. Um. Not that it's important, but it's a black guy with cornrows, and he's, I guess, 
having a conversation, an argument with uh, with a white guy. This has nothing to do with the story. I'm just describing because I forgot to put the video in the fucking thing. Um, but anyway, so like the lady is screaming in this dude's face, like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And she like kind of touches his arm and he goes, don't touch me. And he kind of pushes her arm away and then she slaps the shit out of him. Now, this dude's probably like 6'2", and I wouldn't, he wasn't like muscular or anything, but like, you know, he was in shape. Um, and he had long arms, so he got a lot of momentum with his punch. But he looks like he's about to like punch her and he stops himself and he catches himself. Well, as he's doing that, you know, innocent bystanding boyfriend now has to get up and defend his woman's honor because she got bucked at. So he stands up and punches the guy and then proceeds to get his monkey ass whooped. I mean, the dude's throwing haymakers. In the course of throwing haymakers, he actually punches the woman. God, I wish I had this video. It's on my phone. Seriously, I'm about to do something really weird right now. I don't even know if this is going to work. Uh, where's the video? Where's the video? Here it is. Okay, so I don't know if you guys can see this. Yeah, you can kind of see it. Yeah, she punches him. And he's like, oh, hell no. Then he just starts swinging on everybody. Click, 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 kaboom. Now he's about to get put to sleep. He is snoring. He needs a CPAP machine. He is out. But you see, he hit the chick too, which is crazy. Like, we live in a world where everybody's like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> you, you can't hit a woman. And it brings up the question for me. Let's keep it 100. Now that we're not assuming gender anymore, is it okay, is it cool for a man to bust a woman upside her head? We can't assume gender. And we want gender neutrality now, right? Look, man, I'm not trying to get myself in trouble, but <laughs> the whole um, transgender thing is one thing that, like, look, I, I love everybody. I respect everybody. Um and do you, baby. I'm all about that. I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't be transgender. But I'm just saying, like, are we going to deal with the repercussions that come with that? Like, if you are a woman who identifies as a man and you talk shit and you slap me in the face, is it cool for me to go ahead and go upside your head now? Because you're a dude. Because if you was a dude, I'm knocking you the fuck out. I'm just saying. Naomi says women cannot hit women or cannot hit men either. <sighs> I mean, they shouldn't, but this is my question. Okay, first of all, I'm not condoning violence. Nobody should hit anybody. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. But seriously, like, whenever people saw this man hit this woman, they were appalled, like, <gasps> he hit a woman. Okay, but we allow transgender females, so this is a person who used to be male like we allow them to go wrestle and play mma and like beat the donkey shit out of women all the time like how do we keep up i just want i just want to know like how do we keep up i'm all about everybody do you be <laughs> everybody do you let's keep it real but like if you if you're now a man and you're talking shit like and i punch you in the face like you can't come back and be like oh you can't hit a woman ma'am i did not 
assume your gender? <laughs> or what if you hit a woman and you're like, sorry, man, I didn't want to assume her gender. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I guess hitting anybody, I mean, that's assault. So you don't want to, uh, I don't know, man. I, ju- I just saw that. And, you know, in my household, the the assuming gender and gender roles and transgender, that's a, that's a conversation that we have in this house because my, my thing is like, I'm going to keep it real, keep it 100. I love everybody, but don't get mad at me if you're six foot two, you wear a size 17 shoe, you have five o'clock shadow at two o'clock, <laughs> at two o'clock in the afternoon, like all signs point to you being a man. And if I, I apologize if I misgender you, like, just don't be mad at me. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So in self-defense, Brian, but okay, you, we're going back to the hitting a male or a man hitting a woman thing. You know, even in self, self-defense, most of the time, if a male strikes a woman, whether it was self-defense or not, it's looked down upon. He's, he could possibly even be going to jail. Like, if you put a scratch on a woman, she's going to and. <laughs> I'm not acting like Bill Burr up here. Like, I, I promise you, I don't believe you should hit women. I don't believe you should hit anybody. But I'm just saying, like, if we're going to go for this equality thing and erasing gender lines, like, I'm saying, and you don't want us to assume gender, uh, then that means that some lady might not there be talking shit and I just might decide to not assume she's a woman. <laughs> not me personally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that personally, but I'm just saying, um, let's keep it 100 about Deshaun Watson. You, okay. We have two, two opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm going to be running out of time soon. I'm going on a double date with my wife tonight and the parents of my daughter's boyfriend. It's going to be fun. Uh, So I'm running out of time. I want to get through these last couple of things. Deshaun Watson, let's compare him to R. Kelly. In Deshaun Watson, we have a young man who, look, I fully believe that Deshaun Watson probably got some massages where some consensual things happened, which caused him to believe that that's the type of thing that happens all the time when you get a massage. And then he probably did some unwelcome and inappropriate things with some other ladies that he shouldn't have done. I don't believe that he's completely innocent. I don't believe that he sexually assaulted like 25 women. The truth, as always, probably lies somewhere in the middle. So if he sexually assaulted anyone, that's disgusting and he should be punished for it. But tell me how, okay, Deshaun Watson's been famous for what? I mean, he was famous in college plus four years in the pro let's say five year in five years of being a famous person and um, being a public figure. I mean, right now, Deshaun Watson's not playing in the NFL. There's no telling how long it'll be before he plays in the NFL again. I believe right now there are uh, law enforcement entities looking into his allegations. Like he's going to get in trouble soon and either 
professionally or maybe even, you know, criminally, he's going to get in trouble. Then you have R. Kelly, who for decades, decades was sleeping with young girls, um, abusing them mentally, physically, doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like, I don't know if you guys have listened to some of the details of the shit R. Kelly was doing. Uh, if you've been paying attention to his trial, I mean, the dude is a sick motherfucker. And look, this is this isn't just somebody, some ambitious prosecutor trying to make a name for themselves. Like, these are the feds who are after R. Kelly right now. Like, real talk. The fed feds. So, how does that happen, though? Deshaun Watson, in five years, I guess we just live in a different time. Deshaun Watson clearly, um, I don't know, there's probably no one else who can be implicated in Deshaun Watson's situation. As far as R. Kelly's concerned, and the, the fucked up part is there's all these people turning on him and giving up testimony now after the fact. When when this shit was going down, they were right there with him. They weren't doing anything about it then when the checks were getting cut, you know. So it's kind of fucked up, but I don't know. If you're, if you're keeping it real, though, like R. Kelly, R. Kelly deserves to be under somebody's prison. With with Deshaun Watson, like, I... It's gonna. First of all, I still don't know enough. If he assaulted anybody, um, then he deserves to be punished to the fullest extent. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm 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 not of the belief that there's. It's not possible that some of these women are trying to get money from this dude. I mean, his lawyers got screenshots of them telling him to come get another massage after the fact. So uh, I don't know, man. It's a. Uh, it's fucking crazy. But that's the world we live in. Um, some other things that I wanted to keep it 100 about. You guys hear about the fake high school football team? Bishop Sycamore, Bishop Sycamore High School, who, like, duped ESPN into putting their game on TV. Uh, and the dudes were, like, 40. <laughs> it sounds like a Adam Sandler movie, but this shit really happened. And what's crazy about it, I was reading an article about it. The high school football team, um, the Bishop Sycamore High School, um, is not the first fake high school to schedule games and play against other high schools. Apparently it happened, like, in 2013. And the crazy shit is the people, uh, what was the name? There was a, it was a different high school name. I had it, and I... I'm doing a poor job of hosting and producing at the same time. It was a different high school, but it was the same guys. This is the crazy, like the guy who coached and like ran the team was the same guy and he did it twice and got away with it. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, it's a crazy world we live in, but if I'm keeping it 100, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I had this long standing dream that even though I graduated high school and left, like for some reason I was still required to go to high school every day. And like the fact that I graduated and was not a high school student was a complete secret. Like no one knew about it. Man, I probably had this dream like two months ago. Like I've been having this dream for a long time. And in that dream, 
because I didn't get to play football when I was actually in high school, like, I was on the football team, and I was fucking wrecking, because, like, you know, I'm an adult, and I'm playing against boys, and, like, in my dreams, I'm rushing for, like, 400 yards a game, scoring 17 touchdowns. I don't know how the math on that works, but I'm, like, killing it. And then, like, before we win the championship game, I always wake up, and I'm like, no! So... Keeping it 100, if I could get away <laughs> with being on a fake high school football team and kicking some ass. Actually, what's crazy is that I think the fake high school team, like, got their ass kicked. It was, like, 50-something to zero. <laughs> like, man, if I'm a 40-year-old guy who goes out and plays football with a bunch of high school kids and gets my ass kicked, like, somebody might want to do a wellness check on that guy because he's probably going to kill himself. Anyway, um... You know, my wife said that I should keep our business off of this show. <laughs> so I'm debating whether I'm going to talk about this last subject. I'll tell you what, guys. I- I'm going to leave it up to you. If you guys want me to talk about it, um, whether you're watching this live or you're watching it down the road or if you're listening, uh, you guys tell me in the comments or hit us up on Facebook. Tell me if you want to know this super, super private story that I want to keep it real about because it's fucking hilarious. But I think I'm going to (laughs) look Lauren's even commenting. She knows what I'm talking about. Okay, look, I'm going to leave it up to y'all. I might do it next week Uh, or I'm going to try to bang out. I'm going to try to bang out a few more episodes before I go back to work. So, babe, I'm not look, I said I'm not going to do it. I said I'm not going to do it. Uh, Instead. Why don't I? Um, for the specialty segment this week, I wanted to do another spit talking with Poet Lady Key. I'm sure she's gonna love having her name associated with this uh, with this podcast. Look, Naomi, everybody, Team Whitney, I got you. <laughs> Look, I got you guys. I'm not gonna do it. Um, but I do want to do spit talking with Poet Lady Key. Um, Poet Lady Key, aka. Uh, Keisha Wells she won the best guest of the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast in the first 51 episodes and deservedly so I I wanted her to be a part of this show and I thought it's been a while since I shared with you guys one of her um, one of her poems so I'm going to do that before I get out of here let me make sure I ran all the correct ads I want to thank I normally don't mention the video ads but I do want to thank Urban Soap Bar. I want to thank uh, Girls to Mom, uh, Golden Touch Events, uh, of course, Richardson Design Works, and Josh Beard Realtor, Keller Williams. I want to thank all of you guys for your contributions to the show. Thank you for your patience while I've been sick or been dealing with a sick child or just been not feeling 100. The show somehow has managed to keep limping along. And I talked to Josh Beard today about today's show and he's like man you sound more excited about the show than I've heard you in a really long time and I am like the ability to do this live I swear to god I know this kind of went rough <laughs> but I'm telling you guys like in the future um this could be this could be really dope and it could eliminate me having to edit we could possibly put out more than one episode a week um nobody called in today unfortunately but we could take them calls I appreciate everybody on the live chat um the possibilities are endless for what we could do for the show. So I want to thank everybody involved. 
And I want to thank everybody for their support. And I hope you'll keep coming back. Once again, please hit the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, this you this episode will be available on all the audio platforms um, very soon. Uh, probably by the end of the... Uh, it'll be available tomorrow. So I want to thank all of you guys really quick um, for that. I'm going to get us out of here. Uh, let's do a Myriad Mobile ad. Then we'll hear Spit talking with Poet Lady Key. And uh, I guess I should come back and say bye to you guys instead of going straight to the outro. I'm going to do that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get to Spit talking with Poet Lady Key right after this ad. Hey guys, it's Nick Stevenson again. Here to tell you about my friend Brian Wells and his mobile welding and mobile mechanic service, Myriad Mobile. Brian has been welding for over 20 years and he will let his work speak for itself. Welding repairs, whether they're industrial or residential, wrought iron fencing, he can repair that old rusty fence and repaint it or he'll even build you a new one. Oh, and in case you missed it, that's right. I also said that Brian offers mobile mechanic services. You need a part changed? Your brakes or your oil changed? Why not do it from the comfort of your own home? Myriad Mobile will come to you. So whether it's an industrial or residential welding repair, or you need a new fence, or you don't want to drive or have your car towed to the mechanic shop, then call my friend Brian Wells at Myriad Mobile. The number to call is 713-538-6938. That's 713-538-6938. Myriad Mobile, welding and car repair. Tell them that Nick from the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast sent you. Listen up. Now listen up. It's about to get real. Here's Spit Talking with Poet Lady Key. Hello, everyone. I'm back at it again. It's your girl, Poet Lady Key. Now this poem here, guys, I got to tell you a little history on this one. So after my divorce, I went celibate with just me, God, and the little babies for, for almost two years. And in that time, I really, really, really found myself. And so I would encourage any man or woman, even if you can't or chooses not to do a vow of celibacy, take some time to just get to know you and enjoy you anytime you get through with a relationship. It is so unhealthy to just jump into something new without giving yourself time to process what you've been through. Because once upon a time, your soul was connected to someone else. So it takes time to get back to just being you. And I'm saying it for a reason, because when I did that, great things happened in my life. Number one thing, I grew as a person. And when I grew as a person, I changed my mindset on what I wanted. And when I changed. I can't be good to you if I'm not good for me. That's why I must always remain emotionally stable, emotionally complete. Before I can allow you to get into me. I first must know that you're into me. Intimacy is the relentless effort on your part to understand me. Understand me so that you can provide for me. And I'm not just talking about financially. I can handle my own. But provide for me a stability that you will always be there for me. That you can take care of me. That you will rise up and lead me and be a king to me. And I can be your queen and lay at your feet. Womanly. Submissively. Gently. That's why there are strict requirements to be with me because I'm waiting on a mind that will build with me and not waste my time by playing games with my mind. See, I need you to understand that it is not your fault, but that last man, see, he caused a hurt that was so great that I had to run to God and he became my escape. And I made a vow to him that I'll put this thing on clink, clink until I say I do. But moment after moment, day after day, night after night, in your conversation, ingesting your dictation, you are awakening the woman in me. 
The way you are treating me is seducing me and tempting me to do the things that I said I would not do. Let me make this plain. In every way, especially sexually, I'm feeling you. But I'm a little afraid because even though you say you want the same thing and that's for this to end up with a wedding ring, but for me to be a good wife, elaboration, you're a good thing. There's something that I need from you. See, a good wife must be able to discern your mood. Understand that you want to hang out with your boys. Accept when you want time alone. In your moment of weakness, I am required to be strong. Be a mother to the kids. It's about flawlessly delicious because I am his. Ensure your complete satisfaction by being your personal freak. Help you build your vision because I am your help meet. And at the same time, make sure my dreams I still see. That's why I want to address every man. You can't afford to play games with your woman emotionally. Because an emotionally stable woman will never break your heart. You will never have to be concerned with her legs spreading apart to another man because she understands that for you that is the ultimate disrespect. Someone else up in her love nest and caressing her flesh. So play your part. You must never cheat, lie, abuse, or break her heart. Because men say a real good woman is what they seek then own up to your responsibility. And that is to never play games with her emotionally. Because I can't be good to you if I'm not good for me. That's why I must always remain emotionally stable, emotionally complete. Bravo, Poet Lady Key. Uh, Definitely far better executed than the execution of me providing you guys with this episode today. But it's okay. Because I told you guys from episode one, you guys are going to go with me through all of the growing pains, and I appreciate that. So, uh, guys, once again, please don't forget about Smells Like Middle Age Spirit Podcast.com. If you go down below at the bottom of the page to the links, there is a link for a tip jar. Now, I don't know if you guys will be giving me any tips for today's episode. Um, I hope you'll at least give me an E for effort. Uh, But in the tip jar, you guys can leave us a little chunk of change, you know, just to help us uh, keep the podcast going and expanding. And we appreciate anything uh, that you would possibly donate to us. And uh, we promise you anything you donate will go back into keeping this podcast going. Um, The Spirit Swag Store will be back available very soon. Um, And we'll be adding some new items into there. Some some exciting things happening. Uh, We're going to try to get this season wrapped up. Uh, it's been a little bit crazy, but we got some exciting things coming up that we're, we're really looking forward to sharing with you guys. And, um, there will be a season four of the smells like middle age spirit podcast. It has been confirmed and, um, we hope it'll be the best one yet. We hope that it'll be better than everything after episode three, (laughs) after being downhill from there. So guys, I want to thank Everyone who tuned in to the live, I want to thank everyone who's listening. I want to thank all of the spirit sniffers out there. Uh, Thank you to my friends and my family for all of your support. And I will see you guys in a week's time. In the meantime, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast presents Off Script with yours truly, Nick Stevenson. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to visit spiritswagstore.com for everything you need to wrap your favorite podcast in style.